Foxy tendrils stylishly cut to float around her face, but the pins poked into the back of her head as she tried to get comfortable in the narrow airline seat, and she finally gave up and pulled them out, letting her hair fall free. By the time the dilapidated car reached downtown Whitehorse, she looked as if she had been through a Chinook, northern slang for a windstorm, only not nearly so warm. The driver, A thick-shouldered man wearing a frayed red flannel shirt and a worn pair of jeans took pity and carried her bag into the motel lobby while she dug some of the money she'd exchanged in Vancouver for Canadian currency out of her little Kate Spade purse. The bag was too small for the sort of travel she had undertaken, she had already discovered. She wished she had brought something bigger along. Something that would have held her now-lost makeup kit and toothbrush. Charity paid the driver and watched the battered old Buick pull away, then turned to survey her surroundings. As small as it was, a pin dot compared to Manhattan, Whitehorse was the capital of the Yukon Territory. According to the books she had read, this city had been founded during the Klondike Gold Rush when tens of thousands of prospectors journeyed by ship to Skagway, Alaska, then climbed the mountain passes to the headwaters of the Yukon River. In the downtown area, a lot of the old, original, false-fronted buildings from the late 1800s still lined the street, making it look like something out of a John Wayne movie. The roads were narrow, and boardwalks ran in front of the stores, just as they did back then. Standing on first across from the wide Yukon River, Charity thought of how many years she had wanted to come here, and her throat clogged with emotion. She had told Jeremy she wanted an adventure— She had told that to her colleagues and friends, but only her father and sisters knew that coming to the Yukon had been a lifelong dream. Since she was a little girl, Charity had been fascinated by tales of the North. Over the years, she'd watched dozens of black-and-white reruns of Sergeant Preston of the Yukon. She'd read Robert's service poems until she knew them by heart and cried through Jack London's wilderness stories. Why that particular moment in history had touched her so profoundly, Charity couldn't say. Some people dreamed of visiting the Eiffel Tower. Some yearned to see the pyramids of Egypt. Charity wanted to see the snow-capped mountains and deep green forests of the north. And after years of waiting, at last, she was here. Charity smiled and returned her thoughts to getting settled in. After she checked into the motel, she would find a drugstore buy herself a toothbrush, then get some sorely needed sleep. She still had more than 300 miles to travel before she reached her destination, Dawson City. In an isolated place like the Yukon, that could be a very long way. She was a little nervous about the SUV she had leased. She'd been living in Manhattan for years. She rarely drove and never anything as big as an explorer. Still, with any luck at all, she would get there tomorrow. Charity could hardly wait. Welcome to Dawson City, Ms. Sinclair. The real estate agent's name was Boomer Smith, a short, bald, heavyset man whose smile seemed permanently fixed on his face. Smith Realty had been named in the Wall Street Journal article, and she had found the company afterward on the Internet. Yesterday morning, once her second bag had been found and delivered to her motel room and she had picked up her rental car, she had called the office from a gas station along the Klondike Highway, one of the two or three she had seen in the entire 335-mile route. 
She and Smith had been scheduled to meet at his downtown office on her arrival in Dawson late yesterday afternoon, but the Black Ford Explorer began having carburetor problems outside a place called Pelly Crossing, sort of a wide spot in the road, and it had taken several hours for the attendant at Selkirk's Gas, Bar, and Grocery to fix it. By the time Charity reached Dawson, her back aching and her eyes burning from so many hours behind the wheel, it was raining. It was dark and cold, and all she wanted to do was find a place to sleep. She bought a slice of pizza at a restaurant called The Grub Steak and checked into the El Dorado Motel. It wasn't until the following morning that she actually got to look at the town. Well, what do you think of Dawson City? Boomer's words conjured a memory of her first glimpse of town through the windows of her motel room, a gold rush era city like something out of a paperback western. Muddy, unpaved streets lined with wood frames.